It's our 2019 Hell in a Cell review show. We'll also talk some Raw and a draft preview. Why is there so much backlash going on in WWE? We'll have all that and more on the Devil Turn Podcast, which starts right now. saw an old clip of MJF, guy from uh, AEW. Remember the Rosie O'Donnell talk show? Of course I do. Apparently he was a young kid on that show. He wanted to be an opera singer wrestler. Wow. And now he is one of the rising stars, not just in AEW, but in all of pro wrestling. Go check that out. I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube, everybody. That's fantastic. It's the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast, Boss Ross and the J-Man coming at you in our new time slot. That's right. We're we're actually dropping this on Wednesdays now. We're, we are recording it Tuesdays. It's very weird to see the J-Man on Tuesdays. Not that it's, you know, because we're friends. We are colleagues and we're friends. Heck, I went to your birthday on Saturday. You were there. Um... It's just weird seeing you at a different day of the week. It I'm sure I'll different. get used to it. But it feels different, though. It, you could, it, I mean, it's still the same time, just on a different day. But it's like I'm usually not over here on Tuesdays. It's true. So we kind of have had a wonky schedule. We had days where we recorded things like last minute or on a different day, but we knew this time period was coming. And with pay per views. And of course, with the uh, let's hope SmackDown, like that side of the card, is actually done for most pay per views. I like Hell in a Cell. We're six matches. We're announced the day of. <laughs> we'll get to Hell in a Cell in a moment. We will. J Man, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, my friend. It's uh, it's Tuesday, which means it's the second day of the work week. But it's not the holiday season. It's not the holiday season. You know what though? You want to know something cool that's going on in my life right now, Roswell? Besides your birthday. But- yeah, besides my birthday, which is mm-hmm. two weeks away. If you Happy want. 40th, by the way. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm he's sorry. he's turning 30, everybody. Turning 30, man. Very excited about it's that. It's the last birthday you'll probably celebrate. Not going to lie. I, I mean, like like openly celebrate. I was going to say, are you trying to say I'm dying? Not <laughs> at all. It's just most people, it's like, you know, <laughs> no, they have I their extravaganza, you. you know, when you're 20, you know, right. when, you're, when you're 16, when you're 18, when you're 21, and when you're 30. 20, 25 and 30, yeah. Right. And then 40 and then 50 and stuff like that. So. Exactly. No, no, no. But, uh, you know, no, man, I'm going to be able to go ahead and I'm going to continue to celebrate life because I'm very happy to be where I am t- today. Sure. That being said, the cool thing that's going on in my life right now is I am that close, that close to finishing Avengers Endgame. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. This is the man that was I, watching the movie, what was it, outside on like a projector screen? When? With your family when you were watching it. I thought I overheard somebody saying that that's what you guys were doing and watching Endgame is like a whole family thing. No. No? I don't all right. think so. I mean, it wasn't me that said that. Perhaps I misheard that. No, okay. no, it's all good. I mean, that kind of would have been bitching, not even a lie. That would have been kind of cool. Endgame is like 400 hours long. It's, so Okay, legitimately, it's like three hours. <laughs> it's three hours long. You know what? You want to know what time I went to bed last night? I went to bed at like 1230, and I still didn't finish the movie. You know, for those of us that are night owls, that's weak sauce. For those of us <laughs> who have two children and wake up at 530 in the morning, Roswell, uh-huh. I'm, I'm the man. 
Well, there's a reason why I'm not married with kids, isn't there? Well, it has nothing to do with the marriage and kids part. It has to do with the fact that I have a normal job that I work 8 to 5. I have a normal job. I work 11 to 7. Yeah, and that's freaking rad. Mm -hmm. You have a better job than I do. Uh, Who knows? We'll see. I I appreciate you being so coy. No. Okay, so you did finally finish Endgame. Congratulations. I still got half an hour to go. Oh, Lord. I'm in the battle scene, and it is rad. You finally hear the line, Avengers Assemble, and we Mm -hmm. waited for that line. Mm-hmm. For like eight years, and then he delivers it, and you get an erection, and it's amazing. I, I, I at no point got an erection during that movie, and I'm worried for your safety. <laughs> this is not an Avengers Endgame review show. This is a Hell in a Cell 2019 review show. Yeah. We're also talking Raw because it is the show that happened yesterday as at time of recording. Yeah. There's a draft coming up on Friday and Monday of next week. Yeah. So we'll do a little preview of the draft, maybe give a little predictions. I really wish NXT was part of this draft, Me too. especially since they've already had some people go back, go go down to their show. Yeah, the fashion police are back down there, obviously. Gargano staying down yep. there. Finn Balor came back. They just got big bad Tommy C back. Exactly. It's awesome. It's it an is, awesome time to be an NXT cool. fan. Absolutely. So we will talk about uh, Raw and SmackDown side of things. We'll probably give a few predictions before the show is over. So, yeah. again, a little bit different of a show. And then, of course, next week at mm-hmm. this time, we will actually have a full slate of shows. We will talk NXT. We will talk AEW Dynamite. We will talk SmackDown. I will talk Impact. And, we're gonna, and, and, and of course, we'll have Raw. Yeah. And by the way, I apologize. I feel so rude. Roswell, how are you doing? Busy as yeah. usual. Cool. It's it's kind of crazy. I'm actually kind of in the middle of trying to move. It's true as well. Um, These are all facts. Yes, we don't lie on this podcast. So I, I'm I'm looking at this three month. Well, I mean, we may lie. I mean, I've given false facts on the show and and been corrected several times. I mean, that's different. That's just being misinformed as opposed to actually <laughs> flat out lying. Well. I try not to mislead people, but I do try and sound smart on the show, which I normally accomplish. I would say so, yeah. Eh, normally. I'll give you that. So, we will have a full slate of shows to go over. Three which... Count will be, right back, will be back next week. It's Triple true. Threat will be back next week. News will be back. By the way, shout out to The Miz. Happy birthday to The Miz. There you go. Yeah, and I am doing Moment of Impact. So, Bada there you bing. go. Because it is the first official week where it is being included on this show almost every week. Exactly. Because I'm actually able to watch it without being almost dated. I'm totally with you, and then Scott Steiner's not part of the company, and it's great. Let's not go down the Scott Steiner road, because uh, I could make the argument that uh, Scott Steiner in 2000, more relevant than Kofi Kingston in 2019. I could make the argument that you would be <laughs> inaccurate in that assessment. Look, two different time periods. I understand two that. Two different time periods. Yeah, well, I'm telling you right now, Scott Steiner was, if Scott Steiner was a professional wrestler now. Well, actually, he was still wrestling indies. In his, Much older. In his but, in, mm-hmm. Excuse me, not in his, in his prime. In his prime. As the big bad booty daddy? Yeah, no, he wouldn't be over. I don't know, man. I don't think he'd be that. He, first of all, he's not that great of a wrestler. He damn sure isn't a good promo. I told you this over text <sighs> yesterday. Sasha Banks cuts better promos than he does. And you know how much I hate a Sasha Banks promo. On that note, because we could go on and on about the greatness that is Scott Steiner. Or the crappiness that's Scott Steiner. It's okay. Thank God Kofi Kingston's not the WWE champion anymore. And I hate Brock Lesnar. Thank God that's over. Now he can go back to being a B plus player. Okay, before we get into Hell in a Cell, I just want to talk about Kofi. Can we just talk about for Kofi Kingston for five seconds? Okay, I want you to go ahead. I want to talk about the post that I put up. That was five seconds. 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. But I want to talk about the post that I posted up yesterday. Because... By the way, you can find us. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's let's get no, our no, cheap yeah, plugs in socials, before you do yeah. that. The Double Turn Podcast on Instagram, one and only J-Man 19, Ross the Real Boss 85. Those are also on Instagram. I mostly post stories, not exactly stuff on my page. J-Man ends up putting stuff on his feed and not his stories. So if you're wondering why my page is so barren, it's because I put up stories and not on the feed. Well, on the double, um, hold on. On TDT, I put everything. Okay, I was speaking about our personal ones. Okay, fair there enough. There you go. Yeah. Also, you can find me on Boss Ross TDT on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, next non-Saudi show, I am live tweeting. Survivor Series, boom. Oh, no, excuse me. Wait, hold on. Are you going to be live tweeting for TakeOver War Games? Yes. Oh, yeah, rad. Yes. Get in there, Roswell. There it is. Boom. So I just want to talk about this really quickly because... As long as I'm not moving that weekend. Yeah, I know, Continue, right? though. No, all good. I'm, and if you're working, I'll do my best to help you out, by the way. I'm just And I'm telling you that on the show right now. So the J-Man put up a Kofi Kingston uh, post. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to let him briefly explain this because I know he's stalling because he doesn't want to talk Hell in a Cell. No, but no, I do, wanna, I, I do want to talk Hell in a Cell. It was actually, an awful pay-per-view, but go ahead. It had an awful ending. Yes, it did. Yeah, so there was, this, there was a tweet that were... That, were, that was posted by some people and whatnot, and it said, and it, it talked about SmackDown, and it, and, it, and it really irritated me, and it really resonated with me. It said, no person of color won on SmackDown on Fox, WWE being racist again, Kofi Kingston deserves better. The levels of how inaccurate that assessment actually is bothers me on a multitude of different levels. Now, Ross can go ahead and say whatever he wants. Why? Because Roswell is an incredibly smart, intelligent human being that knows his wrestling in and out. Like, y- you're not going to win an argument with Ross when it comes to pro wrestling. Yours truly can't even win an argument with Ross about professional wrestling. You, as a normal human being, will not. That being said, I actually do make very, very good points every once in a while. Am I accurate in that assessment, Ross? Yes. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, I am a person of color. I am Hispanic. I am very brown. Very tan. It's beautiful. This was stupid. WWE's not being racist. Let me go ahead and tell you a couple of facts that personally, apparently this person, whoever put up that tweet, needs to hear. Kofi Kingston was WWE champion for six months. Ross and I, in our... Um, biggest week in wrestling pre- a review show last week that we just dropped last Monday. We talked about that WWE, excuse me, Kofi Kingston's WWE Championship reign, his one reign was longer than the three reigns that Roman Reigns has had. It's longer than Daniel Bryan's last reign, longer than a bunch of other people. Are you meaning to tell me that they're being racist by putting, by, giving a black man six months with the title you're crazy are you meaning to go ahead and tell me that it's not special that Kofi Kingston was the first real African-American to be WWE champion ever because even though The Rock is half black he's half black half Samoan Booker T was never WWE champion he was the world heavyweight champion and that's an entirely different title which when you really look at it in the scheme of things it was lower on on the pay scale, yes. And uh, Ron Simmons was the NWA. WCW champion? Yes. Yes, he and, was. And uh, Ron the Truth Killings was the NWA world champion. Yeah. So, so, But on a WWE front, Kofi Kingston was the first official black WWE champion. 
that's a beautiful thing to be proud of in itself. And the people that he went over on, he went over on Daniel Bryan, who, guess what, is probably one of the top three wrestlers on the planet today. He went over on AJ Styles. People don't remember that because he had a triple threat with him and, and Sami Zayn on SmackDown. That was dope. And so he went over on Sami, but he also ended up being AJ Styles that night. He went over on Randy Orton. He went over on Dolph Ziggler. He went over on Samoa Joe, which is another person of color, mind you. He went over on uh, Kevin Owens. The amount of people that Kofi Kingston went over on, and then you get mad at the fact that he loses to Brock Lesnar and you claim that WWE's being racist again? Bro, think logically. The way that WWE is presenting itself on Fox is entirely different than it was presenting itself on USA Network the past three, actually the past 10, 15 years. Why? Because Fox wants a product that's more actual combat sports related. Why? Because they legitimately want the WWE to be a force to be reckoned with against the Ultimate Fighting Championship and or Bellator and just things of that nature, right? So then wouldn't it make sense, and by the way, this is coming from a Kofi Kingston fan, a Kofi Kingston fan, mind you, who is of color, wouldn't it make sense that Kofi makes the mistake of running towards Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar being as fast as he is? To go ahead and grab him and knock him out with one F5? Of course it makes sense. Because even John Cena couldn't kick out of one F5. Even Roman Reigns couldn't kick out of one F5. Seth Rollins couldn't kick out of one F5. So it's okay for Kofi to lose this way. Because when you look at it in the scheme of things, it's almost a combat sports moment of you rushed and you got hit and you got knocked out. So it's okay. First of all. Second of all, Roman Reigns is a person of color. He's half Samoan. I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns went over on Friday Night SmackDown against Rowan. Cain Velasquez didn't wrestle, but he went over on Brock Lesnar. Ladies and gentlemen, he went over on Brock Lesnar. He whooped Brock Lesnar's ass for the last five minutes of the show. Cain Velasquez is, me is Mexican-American. So don't tell me that people of color didn't go over on Friday night because you look you look asinine you sound asinine and it and you're being a Kofi you're you're being a homer for Kofi Kingston which I totally respect but don't put out inaccurate information and that's all I have to say about that Russ I just needed to go ahead and get that point across it was way longer than 5 seconds I'm sorry I had to get it off my chest though I had to get it off my chest because it legitimately annoyed me so after that it's Hell in a Cell time. It's our review show. And uh, let me tell you something. Remember how I told you that there was a show earlier this year, specifically on May the 19th of 2019 yeah. mm -hmm. from Hartford, Connecticut? Yeah, that one show. Yeah, that show that was awful. The one that had one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Money in the Bank ladder matches of all time. Okay. I mean, that show? Okay. If you had a four-course meal. I know. And got here, to dessert. Here we go again. And a big <laughs> pile of crap was all over it. Would you remember the four-star or the four-course meal that was delicious and one of the best meals you ever had? No, you wouldn't. And don't lie. You would not remember that. You would remember the dessert piled with crap. All right. Because I just stated that we don't lie on this podcast, I'll be honest. Go ahead. 
that pay-per-view uh-huh. on Sunday was exactly the same, except there was no- it was a worse show. It was worse than Money in the Bank. No, I know. So basically what it was is that instead of the four-course, instead of the turd being the dessert, the turd was also the dinner and the appetizer as well as the soup. Okay. Except the soup was piss. Go ahead. What was the... Oh, here you go. Which... Okay, was it Backlash? Last year? Or was, or Battleground? No. That was, was a, that was like a horrible pay-per-view. Backlash was trash. Backlash from year. 2018. Yeah, that was because, trash. Because, because Backlash 2017 had... Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title correct. from uh, Randall Keith Orton. That's correct. And JBL losing his mind, and I absolutely cheering. It was yeah, amazing. I, I lost my mind too. Yes. Don't head to the gender. By the way, where is that guy? Probably still recovering from from uh, from surgery. Did you know? By the way, so WWE released the salaries this year. Okay. Jinder's got a high salary. Well, he did just sign a new contract. Yeah, I know, but he's getting paid like half a mil a year. He's Not a, bad. Shout out to Jinder. He's a baller. Shot caller. 20 years blades on the Impala. I'm just saying. That's Jinder Mahal for you. Don't make me bust out the uh, Sing Brothers uh, music, which, by the way, they were on Raw this week. Loved it. We'll get to Raw in a moment. Okay. Uh, yes. Backlash from 2018 with Roman Reigns. Hot garbage. Beating Samoa Joe. Hot garbage. That may have been a better show than Hell in a Cell 2019. I'm going to disagree with you entirely. <laughs> Go ahead. You're crazy. You're okay. crazy for thinking that. Okay. Let me just the tell Hell you something Cell right sucked. now. Hell in a Cell sucked. It didn't suck that bad. Okay. Hell in a Cell 2019 it was trash. Is easily the worst pay per view of the year. If there's a worse pay per view than this pay per view in, in the rest of the year, and yes, that includes Saudi. I I guarantee you the Saudi show will be better. I would t- I would tell you that I would rewatch the great uh, was it greatest no what was super show super showdown excuse mm-hmm. me better I would, show but I don't want to because it was a trash show <laughs> better show than Hell in a Cell 2019 and I guarantee you because this is Crown Jewel coming up yeah okay guarantee you for the matches that are announced Crown Jewel will be a better show than this pay per view all right. I've said my piece about the fact that Backlash 2018 and Money in the Bank 2019, arguably better shows, and Backlash 2018 may have been one of the worst shows of the last decade. So, let's let's accentuate the pause. Okay, first of all, going into Sunday. We had three matches. Oh, no, there were four. four well, I mean, We had Charlotte fourth, and Bailey. That, that was announced, announced Friday night. I believe it was Saturday. It doesn't uh, matter. Even worse. It doesn't matter. It was not made right after SmackDown because we had a SmackDown. The first show on Fox, they gave us zero pay-per-view matches. That's strike one. Strike two, we then went into Hell in a Cell with four matches announced. They added five matches day of. That's a record, I feel. Also, I'd like to point out before we go in, neither of us picked up any points from pay-per-view <laughs> predictions. I that. That, was the, that was the worst we've ever done. Now, in fairness, we both picked Sasha. Becky won. We both picked a screw job in the tag match that didn't happen. And the main event was a no contest in a Hell in a Cell match. Okay, hold on. Let me clarify. It was not a no contest. That was a referee stoppage. There's a big difference. Okay. I am seeing here... And I get that Wikipedia is editable, and it is not editable. 
it is yeah no it's it it's, is editable there ed, you go ed, ed, editable not edible editable editable that's yeah. what i said i know i know okay it sounds so crazy it, quick when you say it this went from disqualification uh-huh. to ref stoppage to no contest bowl which, by the way, there was a poll on the WWE Network I saw that. that had disqualification as one of the... And it was the it I was that had the most. It had the biggest percentage. I laughed. I laughed. Okay. So, before we get to that, right? So, of the three matches we could pick, we got none of them right. So, I retained my 86 to 85 lead going into Crown Jewel. Hilarious. <laughs> then, right, the five matches they added, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Natty and Lacey Evans that we've now seen four times. Five times. If five times, including Raw. Monday, but, yeah. But for, for this, times, it was four yes. times. Orton and Ali, which I don't remember them putting any seeds on the table for the last month of these two having a match together. So they just decided to have a match. Right. Okay. So that's so that's two. Oscar uh, and Kyrie Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm, I'm guessing they had a match on TV. One. So they just decided to do a title match. They couldn't announce that during the week. But they didn't even have a match in the last two or three weeks. Okay. Then you have a pointless match between Gable and Corbin, which I didn't need to see again on a pay-per-view. They just decided, let's do it. Right. And then they added the Viking Raiders and a mystery partner versus the OC. Which I called correctly, by the way. Okay. You don't so, get any points for it. I'm but well aware. It's just I which, which ended up being Braun Strowman. Great. So we just picked Braun Strowman because he's a dude with a beard. Okay. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> so the point is, all of, the, all of those matches did not need to be on this pay-per-view. They literally were added to this pay-per-view because they only had four matches on the pay-per-view announced. Four. Now, now they've got my hatred of that out of the way. <laughs> Natty and Lacey Evans in a pre-show match, whatever. It existed. I got it out of my life. Their we'll match- get to their Raw match, which was much better. Yeah. Why couldn't they have that match I on this know. show? They could have had a last woman standing match on this pay-per-view, and it would have been a million times better. Agreed. Okay. Now, I realize what I'm about to say is a low bar. Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks had the best women's Hell in a Cell match in this company's history. Okay, hold on before you carry on with that. Yes, they've now they've only had two. Yes, and it was better than the Charlotte Sasha match. Very much so. So I'm going to say, as a better compliment, this was probably top three best women's hardcore matches ever. Now, how many hardcore matches have there been? There have been a few. We've had a few no-holds-barred okay. matches. We've had, we obviously had the last woman standing match between Becky and Charlotte last year at Evolution. Okay. Um, would, can you consider a triple threat match a hardcore match since no. there's no disqualification? Okay, no. fine. I will say, I believe Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch had a tables match that was good. Yes. I believe that's when Alexa Bliss won the title from her. That's correct. TLC last year between Oscar Charlotte and Becky was very, very good. That's more of a hardcore match than the triple threat, because at least it's a TLC match with weapons. Even though though there's no disqualification in a triple threat, which I'm glad you mentioned, I still would not consider. Like, for instance, there are plenty of triple threat matches where no weapons are ever used. True. So and, that's and, why I don't consider it. That's fair. And I was I would have mentioned a submission match because there again, there are no rules, there are no countouts, but I've seen submission matches like there was a submission match at SummerSlam that there was no weapons used. 
Right. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Um, so I don't want to mention that, but there's been other matches. Anyway, the whole point that I'm trying to make, and we've had steel, ca- steel cage matches as well. Um, my compliment to them is it's one of the better hardcore matches involving women we've seen ever. So shout out to Becky and shout out to shout out to Sasha because they actually did put on a hell of a hell in a cell match. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm actually going to mention this before. So I understand that wrestlers have certain moves that are considered um signature moves. Okay, you're right. Okay. Now I realize that I complain about certain people having certain moves that other people also have that are considered signature moves. Sling blade, blockbuster, I could go on. Right. Was it really necessary for Sasha Banks to use Meteora 10 times in this match? 10? But I will say this. I'm going to give a compliment to Sasha Banks, which I usually don't do on this podcast. Sasha Banks actually had the table break. Can I just give her a round of applause really quickly? That is that is a very low bar. Hey, every single time that Sasha or Charlotte get involved with the table, mm-hmm. the table does not want to break. All right. And it finally broke in Sacramento. Now, I, I will tell you that after this match, I was annoyed. You were annoyed? I was annoyed. Okay. You brought back Sasha Banks to wrestle oh, okay. twice against Becky Lynch. Now she looks like a complete jackass. Do you really look that like that bad of a jackass when you lose to the number one woman in the promotion? Though? I'm sorry. You're off for four months and you're immediately put into a world title feud and you lose twice? You look like a jackass. She didn't lose twice, though, because she didn't lose a Clash of Champions. She that... didn't win either match. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I'm defending her because I don't think that she looks like as much okay. of a bum as you think you she looks You could like. have easily brought her back from four months of being off, mm-hmm. wrestled on SmackDown, hung out with Bailey. Instead of throwing Wrestled matches the against the division. Yeah. Picked up a bunch of wins. Mm-hmm. Get drafted to Raw this week. So after she's been back for a month plus of beating everybody on the SmackDown side of the roster, except for probably Charlotte right. and or Bailey because they're she'd friends. Be tam- and, right. She'd be teaming with her, yeah. So besides Charlotte and Bailey, you have her beat everybody else on SmackDown. She gets drafted to Raw, Becky's still the champion, and then you have Sasha win the title. That's a lot better than sticking her in the promotion with the most over woman on your roster right now. Sadly, I will admit that. And you just have her lose twice. That's dumb. How am I as a fan supposed to get behind somebody like that? Let me ask you a question, though, because I, 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 I'm just trying to get into your head. Are you getting upset? Are you more upset about this because of the fact that you don't like the Becky Lynch, the man Th- character? That has nothing to do with it. it. Does Okay, I had to ask. I thought that was a fair question to ask. Okay. Now, we'll get into Raw mm-hmm. and the fact that now they're doing the match they should have done previously closer than nine months ago right although it's kind of cool that it's finally coming back full circle in a way i understand that yeah but just Mm -hmm. booking wise and continuity wise it's fair it makes no sense for somebody to win a match nine months ago and now be wrestling that same person Um, that makes no sense i'm with you i've been you know i've been on the oscar thing for a while now because we'll get to oscar when we get to raw yeah but as far as i'm concerned 
Sasha and Becky need to not wrestle again for six months. Yeah. Which means they need to, which means they need to be on different shows. Yeah, which means that more than likely Sasha's got to go to SmackDown. Because obviously, unless Becky were to have a random Raw women's title match on SmackDown and lose the title and they get drafted to SmackDown, mm-hmm. makes no sense. And who the hell would you put over on her? It's a good question. But. I mean, unless it's Asuka, which again we'll get to, there's nobody. I swear to you, if they make Charlotte a Charlotte two belts, I'll throw a damn shoe. And I love Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Still better than Becky two belts. Brian and Reigns versus Rowan and Harper in a tag team match. A, now, a, a tornado tag team match. Now, I will tell you that I admit that I probably should have just gone ahead and gone with my head instead of my gut. Because in the back of my mind, I know that Luke Harper is going to leave this company. They have no plans of doing anything with him. The only reason he's back is to fulfill his contract, put him on TV, and make him think he wants to stay. When in reality, they're going to do nothing with him. So it makes sense that if you put Rowan over on the last pay-per-view, you're not actually going to put a team that would make sense, you know, because a tag team can't beat two individuals ever in World Wrestling Entertainment. Should have just gone by that logic. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns beat them in a match that I thought went a little too long. Okay. It almost went 17 minutes. Now, the reason why I say it went a little too long, first of all, I was expecting the screw job, mm-hmm. which I never got. Right. Second of all, they're now doing the storyline where Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan are going to be friends. Did anybody really want that? Does anybody really want that? Can I be honest with you? Did anybody want Daniel Bryan to turn face? Like, I, I mean, I love Daniel Bryan, but I was really enjoying the heel run. True. You know, and so like now they've turned him babyface, and I'm like, well, that's he's back to being Daniel Bryan. What made Daniel Bryan so exciting this last year was the fact that he was an excellent heel, that he was one of the number one heels in the promotion. Like, go back, hell, go back to Survivor Series last year for a second in the main event between him and Brock Lesnar. The only reason why people were actually cheering for Daniel Bryan is because. It seemed like he was about to pull off the impossible and make Brock Lesnar pass out to the LaBelle lock. Other than that, he was acting like a total heel, and a lot of the time, Brock Lesnar was being cheered over Daniel Bryan. Am I correct in that assessment? It's true. Yeah. So, it's just weird to me that they decided to go ahead and turn him baby. And not to mention, you and I have discussed this on a multitude of occasions. They're so light on the main event heel side on both Raw and SmackDown. Why did you feel the need to turn Daniel Bryan babyface again? Unless you're meaning to tell me that you're finally going to pull the trigger on Roman Reigns being a heel, which you're not. No. I feel like it may have been completely pointless unless the new day is about to go like super the like super mega heel because of Kofi going on a rampage because he lost the WWE title in 8 seconds that's also possible it could be possible like i'd actually be on board with that i still think the uh i still think the breakup's going to happen i th- i it's think it's time i think it, yeah it's time it is it is time. and i love it's the new day it's been time but it's time it's okay everybody breaks up and guess what it'll probably be really well done 
Sorry, didn't mean to go on that tangent. Let's so, talk about the Tornado Tag Team. Match, so, though. Brian and Reigns win. They had their little handshake moment thing that they teased and then didn't, but they won. It was a surprise. Well, they hugged it out. Since that's what we need, the Daniel Bryan and Kane storyline again. Yeah, that's it. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns as your tag team champions. That's what we need. That's the answer to tag team wrestling right there, ladies and you gentlemen. You know, because we have to put two individuals to be all the legitimate tag teams. I know you love the bar, and I love the bar, but at its inception, that was so stupid what they did with that. I and agree. they continually do it all the time. I agree. And I love the bar. You know I love the bar. Well, you loved, and you also love Dolph Ziggler and, and Robert Roode. Yes, but again, that's so stupid. No, I, I'm with you 100%, bro. Not to mention, you know, hashtag push Braun Strowman immediately. and Push Braun Strowman immediately! <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, Orton and Ali yeah. had an entertaining 12-minute match. Yes, they did. The thing I want to talk about very briefly... Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people love the Ali counter. Because it was badass. That's why. It felt forced. I don't think it, it felt as... like. Okay. okay. It ahead. felt like Ali did the handstand and Orton was waiting for him to get up. Hold on. So I understand that we're in a world of scripted performances. But remember how I told you Sasha Banks and um, Becky Lynch? Had the fakest fake fight backstage. Right, so okay, hold on. Watch that. You really think that that's that fake? Really? Okay. Now, what I see uh-huh. is I see Ali preparing to do a handstand while Orton is doing his move. I don't. I don't see that. I I see him putting his hands down at the last possible second. Okay. Orton's move is the RKO, correct? Uh, last time I checked. Okay. The move inherently is he grabs your head and slams it to the ground. You're saying Ali is stronger doing a handstand than Orton with all of his body weight going in a downward motion, slamming his head to the ground. I call shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Well, I call shenanigans on the fact that you don't think Ali is that clearly athletic. Okay. The man is amazing. Okay. If I were to do an RKO on you right now. (laughs) Your head would hit the ground no matter how fast you put your hands down. Okay. It was stupid. Now, I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of things because here's the difference between us and Randy Orton and Ali. I'm not Ali. So, of course, I would go ahead and get my head obliterated. Okay. You are trying to negate physics. You're not trying to appreciate the athleticism. Ross? Physics. Okay. It was a cool to me it was a cool counter. You okay. didn't like it. I'm sorry. Okay. When Orton countered Undertaker's choke slam. Rad. Okay. One of the greatest counters in choke slam history, probably in wrestling history. Uh-huh. Okay. At least I can believe that Undertaker takes his hand, which inherently he's grabbing Orton's throat. Orton, who goes up for the move can get away from his hand, get his hands around the Undertaker's neck, 
The Undertaker is so shocked that somebody has gotten away from his hand and then with full downward motion with his weight gets slammed on his head. That makes more sense to me than Orton who's using his entire body weight and slamming his head to the ground being count. Okay, tell you what, that move would be legitimate if Brock Lesnar did it. Because Brock Lesnar has the upper body strength to go, oh, I can handstand out of this. Thank you. No. Check, please. No, there is no check. There's no thank you. I'm not thanking you. You, di- okay. you get no gratitude from me, damn it. It's okay. This was a rad counter. Unrealistic. Randy Orton even... I don't care that Orton likes it. It's stupid. It was badass. Stupid, Hell of a counter. Stupid, stupid. Shut up, Ross. All right, fine, Ross. Fine, fine. You want to win? You want to win this argument? Fine, win it. I don't need to win the argument. 98% of the WWE and professional the wrestling universe thinks. and those fans agree with me, and they agree with Randall Keith Orton, and they agree with Ali. Just like most things in this country, the majority doesn't pick what's good. I don't want to get into that conversation. It was a badass counter, and it's okay. It was a great match it's a stupid with a counter. sick counter. Ah, come on, Ross. <sighs> In the surprise of the night, by the way, Orton won via an RKO, which he should have had the first time. No! <laughs> the Kabuki Warriors defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm actually a little sad that the that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are no longer tag team champions. And in that match, Asuka pulled out her inner Tajiri. She did. And sprayed green mist, which I find hilarious that none of that is ever a disqualification. I know, right? It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. It's dumb. Like, literally. So you can go ahead and pull somebody by the hair and then get disqualified, but if you go ahead and spray mist in their face. All right. Clearly what needs to happen is, okay, Remember when uh, remember when uh, Hogan threw powder in Yokozuna's face and then pinned him and that wasn't a disqualification? Yeah. We need to have a gimmick where somebody throws powder in somebody's face to win every match and never gets disqualified. Until somebody comes out on TV and says, that should be illegal. And then they have some weird match that doesn't involve powder. It would be stupid. Much right, like, like a handstand counter out of an RKO. <laughs> the Kabuki Warriors are the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm very excited for the fact that Asuka has turned heel. This is tremendous. And I cannot wait till we get to Raw because two exciting matches may be happening. It's awesome. Kabuki Warriors, your new tag team champions for the women's division. The Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman and the OC had an eight-minute six-man tag team match. I'm going to say no more about it. It was filler. That's it. Now, something I will talk to you about is the fact that I am not kidding you when I say this. Chad Gable and King Corbin had the second best match on this pay-per-view. Okay, hold on. Before you finish that sentence, so the Hell in a Cell match to you was the best match of the show, correct? The women's Hell in a Cell match was the best match of the show, correct? So so you're meaning to tell me that you thought Chad Gable and Baron Corbin was better than the Texas Tornado match? That's correct. Okay, cool. All good. That's correct. I liked Gable and Corbin. I do not think it was nor the second nor third best match on the show. Okay. Let me tell you why it's the second best match on the card. Go ahead. Okay. First of all. Because Ali didn't do a handstand out of an RKO. First of all. or Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. The storyline in itself is stupid. <laughs> okay. Corbin has been making fun of Chad Gable because he's short. Right. Greg Hamilton said in the winner of this match, Shorty Gable. Right. 
That's the whole stupid storyline. Yeah. Fine. Thanks, Shelton Benjamin. Fine. Okay. Mm. However, the King Corbin gimmick is super over as a heel. People are starting to like Chad Gable a little bit. A little bit. He's getting, he's over in the matches, but every time he comes out, he gets almost no reaction. But then you hear the reactions in the middle of the match. It's very interesting. So, Gable and Corbin wrestled for almost 13 minutes. They did. Okay. Now, these are very important qualifications I'm about to say here. All right. At no point did I think that Corbin was absolutely going to win this match or that Gable was absolutely going to win this match. My suspension of disbelief was there the entire match. That's a positive. There are matches I go into that I can watch for 10 seconds or 30 minutes and go, that person's winning. Right. That blows my suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second of all, when you have a match where Chad Gable who has a wrestling background, like collegiate wrestling background, which is why I don't know why this is not the next Kurt Angle. I mean, obviously he doesn't have the comedic timing, and I understand you can't ever duplicate Kurt Angle. I'm saying you could have been closer instead of Jason Jordan. I'm hyped, okay? Not as much as the hype bros, though. I wish they would come back. At least Mojo would be doing something. Okay. And no. Zack Ryder. No. Then... <laughs> Hey, hey, hell no. Okay, you cannot tell me that the hype bros being in the tag team division would not be a welcome addition. Roswell, I'm here to tell you it would not be a welcome addition. It would addition. be awesome. I need the hype bros. I would back. rather take Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder no, than I would Mojo Rawley. No, I'm not take taking, that back I'm not taking a damn thing back until you go ahead and say that Ollie getting out of the RKO over the handstand was bitching. That's not going to happen. Well, then guess what? Okay, you hated Ryder and Hawkins so much. You're just trying to you're just trying to put a I don't know what you're doing, but you're trying to upset me right now. There is no way you would say that Bojo and Zack Ryder are worse than Ryder and Hawkins after all the crap you talked about for months on this podcast. They screwed, False. They screwed over the revival. Oh man. my gosh. Vince McMahon had them shave each other's backs. That's not their fault. Anyway. Chad Gable and King Corbin. Let me tell you something. Oh, Joe Raleigh, my ass. Go ahead. Okay. These two had a back and forth match. They did. It was Chad Gable getting the offense early, Mm -hmm. King Corbin getting frustrated that he can't put this short guy away. I only use that because it's their storyline. It's dumb, but it's the storyline. Right. The match involved King Corbin not dominating the match. It was pretty equal. Yep. It was a good back and forth. At no point did I think Corbin was just going to squash him. Mm -hmm. I thought Gable might get a cheap win. But then, oh, Corbin's going to try and use the scepter because, you know, that's his whole gimmick now, too. It was very well paced. I agree. I love pacing. Yep. Okay. You're a stickler for it. Absolutely. As stupid as the storyline is, they stuck to it. Mm -hmm. And I applaud them for that. Because it's consistency. And then Gable just beat him. Yep. Because they want this to be a thing to build both of them. I realize that they're more importantly building Corbin because they gave him the King of the Ring thing. Hopefully he doesn't go on a six-month losing streak. That would also be stupid. But at least they're trying something. I don't even care if it doesn't work. At least they're trying. Absolutely. Why it was the second best match on this card. Okay. Uh, by the way, I and wasn't trying to... the matches on Sunday! <laughs> Let me just say something. I didn't push think Braun ma- Strowman immediately. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm not saying that the match was bad. I actually thought the match was very good. I'm just saying that... 
I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and put Corbin and Gable over Orton and Ali. But I just don't think it was better than the Tornado match. And I don't think that it was better than Becky and Sasha, obviously. Look, Mm -hmm. if you thought Orton and Ali was a good match, look, I thought 98% of that match was good. I know. It just irritates me. That's fine that it irritates you. Honestly, I don't care if it irritates you. It looked hokey as hell. All right. But yeah, anyways, Gable and Corbin, this has all the makings of the ability to go ahead and put Chad Gable, which I wouldn't have said this a month ago, which is mind-blowing to me, but take Chad Gable to the potential upper mid-card. And I like that. Because Chad Gable is a great piece. He's a great piece that can go ahead and do stuff in this in this company. Um, they just... He needs a little bit more something. He needs uh, to find a way to get more over with the crowd outside of his wrestling. You know what I'm saying? He needs to go ahead and find a gimmick that really suits him. For the love of the good Lord that is heavenly over this entire earth, stop making short jokes. It's stupid. It is dumb. He's... Look at the physique on this man. Like, you know, I don't see people going ahead and making fun of Apollo Crews and Ricochet because of their size. Chad Gable is as big as these guys. Like, come on. Can we stop being dumb? Other than that, yo, by the way, and this is something that I fully feel that you're going to appreciate. Baron Corbin tried to go for end of days, couldn't connect, and therefore never hit end of days, therefore didn't win the match. However, oh, you mean because it's a protected finisher? It's a very protected finisher. Thank you very much. Yeah. You read my mind. Finisher. It's, a, it's the mo- one of the most protected finishers in all of professional wrestling right now. I can't think of anybody who has actually kicked out of end of, end of days, whether or not it's on the main roster or whether or not it's an even. Did anybody kick out of the end of days in NXT? I don't believe so. That's a good question. I don't think anybody did. So there you go. By the way, Chad Gable, 5'8, 202. Paulo Cruz is 6'1, 240. They're not the same person. Okay, hold that thought. I've met Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is not six foot one. That's lying. Now, Ricochet is 5'9, 188 pounds. However, no. I will tell you, you're not confusing Chad Gable and Ricochet ability-wise. No, I know. Because they are two completely different style wrestlers. No, I'm, with, I'm with you, but I am going to go ahead and call shenanigans and whatever that says that Apollo Crews is six foot one because Apollo Crews was my height. Is my height, excuse me. And how tall are you? I am five foot nine. Okay. I'm the only person that I'm bigger than in the WWE roster is Kalisto. And again, I know that because of actual reasons, because I met the man and I was taller than he was. Enough. Yeah. No, that's bull. Whoever's whoever's lying to my friend Ross needs to go ahead and just jump out a window. Damn it. Now I will tell you that when the next match happened, uh-huh. I was surprised that they did it, and then like three hours later, I was like, light bulb. It makes all the sense in the world that Charlotte Flair is the SmackDown Women's Champion now. Well, yeah. But at the time, it made no sense to me. Because you're completely burying Bailey again. However, because it's a new day on SmackDown. No, that's not a new day joke or a <laughs> legacy joke or anything else you want to say. They are wanting to be the sports show and Raw is the entertainment show. Right. So what What better way to do it than by having the greatest women's wrestler of all time on Fox? So it made sense. Yeah. In a 10-minute match. A solid 10-minute match. 
It wasn't better than the Hell in a Cell match by any means, of course, but it was definitely a good match. Charlotte and Charlotte and Bailey have excellent chemistry with one another. All right. We have spent nearly 45 minutes on this show. Let's talk about the main event and let's move on. Main event time. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a Hell in a Cell match, in which they wrestled in red light. Ugh. Gross. Red light with a red cage. So stupid. Apparently people there live could not see anything. Well, it reminds you of the same situation that happened with AJ and Randy at WrestleMania when they, when they had that big old beam. No, it's 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 more along the lines of Sin Cara wrestling in blue light. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Dumbest. Except there was no blue cage. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay. Now. There was a lot of stupid things with this match. Now. Number one. Uh-huh. Before we get to all the shenanigans of all the weapons. Right. Okay, because they're shenanigans. Uh-huh. I understand that Bray Wyatt is a supernatural character. I accept that. I am a wrestling fan. I accept the fact that the fiend Bray Wyatt is literally in the same conversation as the Undertaker. As the Undertaker. Yeah. I accept that. Him and Sting. Yeah. Carry on. You're meaning to tell me that their plan was to have Seth Rollins do not one, not two, but 11 curb stomps. Which last I checked was his finisher. Oh, by the way, just just to throw this out there. I know this is a little knife towards your boy Triple H. That was the worst pedigree I have ever seen in my life. Seth Rollins has done some pretty bad pedigrees. It's Awful. I love Seth Rollins. He needs to stop doing the pedigree. Now, him doing the pedigree in the match against Brock Lesnar because he couldn't put him away? No, wait. What? Strowman. Uh, excuse me. I You're correct. You. It's Strowman. Him busting that out against Strowman made sense. Right, because he finished it off with one more curb stomp right after that. Now, I still believe that if you were going to do that spot with Strowman jumping off the top rope, Strowman needed to win the title. I agree. But they didn't do that. Whatever. It's for another day. I could yell, push Braun Strowman immediately again, but I won't. I don't want to hurt people's ears You're again. You're probably going to do it one more time. Probably. At least. It's probably true. Braun Strowman. So. <laughs> well, no. I said Brock Lesnar. I was correcting myself. No, I know. So, it's just I just thought you were going to do no, it again. No, <laughs> not yet. Got to tease people first. <laughs> so. Okay. You're telling me that I have a supernatural character and a guy. Do- okay. Now, I understand that John Cena's AA is not really considered a finisher because he uses it like a bazillion times in matches anyway. Well, yeah, he hit AJ Styles with five AAs in one match. Okay. We really need to go back and change the definition of finishers. Okay. When you finish a race, is it over? Yes. When the clock hits quadruple zero in a game, is it over? Is that the finish? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I am not saying on certain occasions or in certain spots, you hit a finisher and a guy kicks out at 2.5 or 2.9. That is okay in big situations. But if I hit my finisher on you, you are losing. 
Did you ever see a match where Diamond Dallas Page hit 10 diamond cutters on a guy and still didn't win? The only time I ever saw anything like that was Stone Cold having to hit like four stunners on the rock at WrestleMania X7. And that's because it was WrestleMania X7. And it was one of the craziest WrestleMania. That was one of the craziest pro wrestling matches you've ever seen. But he didn't hit 11. And then we get to the weapons. Okay. There were chairs involved. Yeah. There were stairs involved. They didn't get a table, though, did they? No, they there, didn't. There was a ladder involved. There was the mallet, Bray's mallet. There was the sledgehammer. Yeah, triple, uh, triple H. And there was a mallet. Right. Okay. So. And a toolbox. And a toolbox. Which is what led to the... Okay. Stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've been wrong several times. I admit when I'm wrong or when I misspeak. Yeah. Last I checked, a Hell in a Cell match, to me, you either win via the rules of pin, submission, somebody not somebody not reaching a 10 count. There is no 10 count. I understand that. But okay. What I'm saying is that. Per the rules, right. you could technically have a Hell in a Cell match where it's a last man standing Hell in a Cell match. I guess you could do that. You could. Yeah. Okay. Well, for example, like I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to go ahead and use this example really quickly. When Undertaker threw Mankind off the off the cage, mm-hmm. off the cell, mm-hmm. uh, they basically almost ended the match because Mankind couldn't keep going. And right. they started the, they didn't even restart it, I should say, but they let the match continue when he walked back into the ring and through the cell. But it was almost done. Carry on. Now, technically, you could also have a match end in a Hell in a Cell with somebody being knocked out. Yes. Okay. Because there is no escape in the Hell in a Cell, that does not apply. But you could, like, somebody could legitimately could legitimately be TKO'd in mm-hmm. the ring and they would stop the match. Yeah. It would probably be stupid, but it could happen. Yeah. The point is, of the list I just had down, there are no Rules. The only way the match is stopped is by the rules in a no rules match or the outcomes of a match that has no rules. I can hit you with anything. I can use the cage. I can use instruments. I could basically choke you out. Yes. And you be prone, unconscious in the ring. Choke you out with chain link or something like that. Absolutely. There are no rules. And yet... The Seth Rollins character, who, by the way, going into this match, was deathly afraid of this man, Mm -hmm. this spiritual being, deathly afraid of him, then decides, okay, I have to cover this man in plunder and then hit him over the head with a sledgehammer and chairs and a mallet. Okay. Last I checked, the ref is only there to to count count. the pin or a submission or call the match to stop it because the guy is unconscious. Right, 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 right. Right? Mm -hmm. And even then, if the guy's unconscious, the guy would probably just pin him. Right, because he's already out. So the ref is there to only end the match. That's it. He's not there to actually enforce the rules Mm -hmm. because there are no rules 
He's there to end the match. That's it. And yet, when Seth Rollins loses it and says, I can't beat this man. Then the ref says, this isn't you, Seth. I'm stopping the match. Who thought, okay, I know what the answer is. Everybody knows what the answer is. Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because, Ross, how many times over the last three weeks have we talked about the fact that there's something missing in Seth Rollins' character for him to really push to that next level? You know, I've said this on this podcast on a multitude of occasions that I love the fact that Rollins went to town on Baron Corbin at Extreme Rules when he when Baron Corbin gave Becky the end of days. I've praised that, have I not? I said, "Oh man, that's what Seth Rollins needed. He needed that additional aggressive gear." Right? And so he hit that aggressive gear against Corbin, and then he hit that aggressive gear against Lesnar at SummerSlam, and I was like, "Oh, this is exactly this is exactly what Seth Rollins needed." So the one time that Seth Rollins can actually hit that aggressive gear. The one time that finally we can see Seth Rollins just hit that additional high note that actually makes him be the most overdue in the promotion. And they think that booking a referee stoppage is the best idea for this. No wonder there was a riot in the Golden One Center on Sunday. And by the way, yes, I'm not talking like, you know, people, th- I mean, they they may have been throwing their garbage, probably didn't land in the ring because there was a cell there, but they were they were definitely chanting and they booed for like 27, 20 minutes straight, that's for sure, because they were booing throughout the beatdown because when the referee stopped the match, and on a me- well, I guess I'll get ahead of myself because this is what happened afterwards, the Fiend got up and then hit... And then hit Rollins with a mandible claw. And he was beating him up outside the cell. Is that correct? Do I remember that correctly? Uh, he was no-selling most of Rollins' offense. And then he was prone at the end of the match. That's why they called it. Right. And then, yes, I believe he put up he put on the mandible claw. Yeah. By the way, the fans were chanting refund, AEW, uh, BS. Yep. They were booing. They were not happy. They sure weren't. And now, Seth Rollins knows how Roman Reigns feels. But here's and 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 I and by the way, mm-hmm. the Roman Reigns thing was completely unwarranted too. Yep. And by the way, it was still going on. And yes, I say this with all sincerity. It was going on until Roman Reigns announced that he had cancer. Yep. And even now, that's how pathetic the WWE universe and was. And even now, he, there's still a portion of the crowd that still boos Roman Reigns, even though he came back from cancer, even though he hasn't even sniffed a world title since he came back in March. You know, Usi, shout out to Usi real quick, but I got to go ahead and I'm going to give Usi, I'm, I'm going to hit him where it hurts really quickly. You know, Usi for like five months still was mad at Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns hasn't sniffed the world title. He's like, I'm sick of Roman Reigns. I'm like, he's not even in the championship picture. Anyways, 
It's it's bull it's bull crap. The fact that the fans turned on Rollins, and by the way, I don't even know if they actually turned on Rollins. They clearly turned on the match. That's what happened. Seth Rollins could go ahead and show up next Monday, and you know, still get cheered, and maybe the crowd will go ahead and use this week to kind of recalibrate their senses and say it's not Seth Rollins that we need to be booing. We need to be do we we need to just be booing the WWE, but because there are people in the WWE universe who are not us are thick-headed, they will boo Seth Rollins because they're going to be like, we don't need you as our universal champion anymore. And you are idiots for thinking that. Well, I have said that this run is missing something, and it I is. think it's probably time to move on from Rollins Well, that's because they won't champion. let Rollins hit that aggressive gear. Like, he finally hits the aggressive gear, and nope, we're going to go ahead and have you win via or lose via referee stoppage. Well, well, I mean, I just I just went off the method of they're pushing the Fiend to this level. They might as well have just gone all the way with it. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah. if you're going to do that and you're going to put yourself at this corner, you might as well just go through with right. that. That's why. Okay, that's fair. Now, I want to go ahead and address something really quickly that has to do with Hell in a Cell, WWE, and All Elite Wrestling really quickly. And then we can move on to Monday Night Raw, which we got to go ahead and kind of trim down a little bit. Brian Alvarez, who's one of uh, pro wrestling's biggest journalists out there. Do you like Alvarez? Is he one of the guys that you like? Uh, they rely way too much on Meltzer. Okay. But um, they are good. Okay. Well, but I just feel like they just take Meltzer's word as gospel on right. everything, which is yeah. annoying and just misguided, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's fine. One thing I got pissed off at Brian Alvarez earlier today. Really upset with Brian Alvarez because he was like, AEW's going to hit 10 million viewers on Wednesday. Let me tell you something about 10 million viewers, Roswell. Dodgers Nationals Game 5 in L.A. tomorrow night won't hit 10 million viewers. How in God's name are you meaning to tell me that Brian Alvarez thinks All Elite Wrestling Dynamite's going to hit 10 million? Because it's shock value and that's it's, what they do. It's bull and they are riding AEW's dicks like nobody's business. It is annoying. It is annoying. It was one booking decision from one company in one main event match. Stop making it seem like it's the end of the world. Stop making it seem like everything else that they do is horrendous. They gave you Becky Lynch as Raw Women's Champion, who still is the Raw Women's Champion. They gave you Kofi Kingston for six months as your WWE Champion. They gave you Seth Rollins as your Universal Champion, going over clean on Brock Lesnar twice. Stop getting mad when you don't get things that are going your way. It is childish. It is immature. We are adults. All Elite Wrestling is not getting 10 million viewers. I will be shocked if they even get close to the number that they got last week. Because people are going to be like, okay, well, I watched the debut of AEW. Now I'm back to choosing what I want to watch between NXT and AEW. They're not hitting 1.9 mil. I tell you that right now. You realize you just did exactly what they wanted you to do and just get upset with that. Well, it's because it's it's ignorant, though. Of course it's, it's asinine, because they want a reaction out of you. Well, Brian Alvarez, nah, just like Meltzer, you're just riding their... Now, here is something that apparently I'm in the minority on. What's that? I thought Monday Night Raw was a great show. I'm going to agree with that fact that it was a good show. Now, here's the reason why it was a great show. Okay? I understand 
that people were upset at the night before, and they have every right to be, and we just shredded that pay-per-view. That is easily the worst pay-per-view of 2019. Easily. Mm-hmm. I will still say it's right up there with some of the worst pay-per-views of the last few years. Maybe was, in the last five years. Maybe bad, in the man. last decade. That that main event booking was really bad. Now, oh, by the way, that that ending is just as bad as Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank. Yes. It's just as bad. So now you know why I hated Money in the Bank so much. I know why you hated Money in the Bank so much. I just thought that the wrestling quality prior to that was that tremendous. Now, they kept... Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt off this show. Correct. Probably for the best. Yep. I mean, Bray, to clarify, Bray Wyatt came on, came into the arena after the camera stopped rolling, yes. But they were off TV. But they were off TV. And from all accounts, there was a big pop for Bray Wyatt. Now, I understand that people were upset, and they have every right to be. Mm-hmm. I was upset. You were upset. Everybody was upset. Well, yeah, I texted you, and I was like, Roswell. And you're like, what? But I did see those people that were defending the show being like, well, everything but the main event, there was some good wrestling. Okay. I use the analogy of four-course meal, dessert with crap on top of it. I'm never going to have a four-course meal with you. Because well, I, f- I, I fear that you'll put a turd on well, it. Right? Well, we're also not going to have dessert with a turd on it. So no, I'm just no. saying. I mean, knowing you, you'd probably be like, hey, Jorge, I've got you some chocolate cake. Now, I will tell you that this show had an excellent last woman standing match. Yes, it was very In strong. a match that I had zero expectations for. Yep. We also had a very competitive Viking Raiders versus Ziggler and Rude match. Yep. A very strong six-man tag between the OC and the Lucha and the Lucha House Party, which Well, at least strong for the OC, which is the group they should be keeping strong. Yeah, I know, but you know Kalisto and Sincara, excuse me, Kalisto and Grand Metalik and uh, Lisa Dorado still look strong in this match. True. Uh then, okay, I will say the main event of this show, the main event wrestling match of this show, should have gone longer than four minutes. That would be Ricochet and Apollo Crews. Especially if the promos before that were like, oh, we're going to get a 10-minute match out of these guys, which would have been great. And then it was four minutes. Right. And then Apollo Crews, after talking up the fact that he's trying to go on a winning streak right before the draft, he just loses to Ricochet in four minutes. Clean. Clean. As a sheet. <laughs> now... We'll get to Tyson Fury in a minute because I actually thought, other than the 11,000 break aparts, that was perfectly done. Yeah. On both parts. I am absolutely stoked for Asuka and Becky, or at least the possibility of it, which I think they're going to do. And I am absolutely jacked for the possibility of Kyrie Sane versus Charlotte. Well, I don't know about Charlotte and Kyrie in the sense of I don't know if they're going to pull that off, although that would be wicked. That would be amazing. But Becky and Asuka, basically, so let's just go ahead and run down exactly how that tag team match went. That it was a solid tag team match to me. Ross thought it was okay. Um, he thought that it was missing just a little bit, which I totally understand. But again, I defended it with yeah. the after, the aftermath of it mm-hmm. and everything surrounding it. Yeah made me look past the fact that it was an average TV match. Oh, absolutely. I totally get that. What I was going to say was the f- the fact that this is one thing I love about Becky Lynch's character and I don't I know you don't love it, but I there's just one thing that I love it. I love it that she's willing to declare war on anybody. It makes it very very badass 
Which is the point of this character. Becky Lynch is a badass. Don't mess with her. She's probably going to go ahead and you could break her nose and she's still going to come after you. You know what I mean? Like Especially if you knock her out and you give her a concussion that puts her out for three weeks. When that concussion is all said and done, she's coming for you and you're not going to like what she brings. Right? So she puts up on Twitter. She puts, and I will quote it right now because I marked out, which is when I, I told you about this. I was like, Ross, we're getting Becky and Asuka. I hope this is a declaration of war. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you that is the money feud in the women's division, which I just said Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks was the money feud in the women's division. We got it. It made money. It was dope. We move on. The next money feud is Becky and Asuka. For those of you who were not with Roswell and I at the Royal Rumble this year in Phoenix, Arizona, and you didn't watch it on the WWE Network, I suggest that if you do have this WWE Network, you sit down. You go to the WWE Network and you log in with your email and password. When you do that, go to the Royal Rumble in 2019. The first thing you need to do is watch the very first match of that show, which is Rebecca Quinn versus Asuka. I don't know her last name. If you don't want to know who Rebecca Quinn is, just in case, it's Becky Lynch. The only thing that happened in that match that was bad, which if you're a horny nerd, you probably marked out for, was the fact that Becky's boob almost popped out. Other than that, That match was a perfect physical match between two submission, excuse me, two submission specialists. I almost said a specialist, sound like a moron. Two submission specialists who don't mind getting dirty and don't mind beating the snot out of one another. That match was fan freaking tastic. Now, based off of that. If we see Asuka and Becky like I think we're going to, get ready because we're going to get some good-ass wrestling for the next three months. Okay. Since you are the historian on this show. I try to be, my friend. Do you remember our mid-season award show? Yes, I do, sir. Where did I rank Becky Lynch and Asuka in our matches of the year thus far? I want to say, goodness gracious, didn't you rank it like either one or two? Yes, I did. Yeah, un- it was unbelievably high, and I was taken aback by yes, it. Yes, I did. Yeah, but it's, it's, but you're right though. It's an exceptional match. When I Easily look back, one of the top three women's matches of the year. I'm sorry to interrupt you. When Please, I go look ahead. back at the end of this year, when we do our end of the year award show, that's still going to be in your top five. I guarantee you, it will be in the top five, and I guarantee you, it will still be very high up there. Well, that's fine with me. So, unless unless Oscar and Becky go ahead and pull another one out of their asses. If we are getting Oscar and Becky, even though it's Nine months too late. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait. I'm all for it, bro. And it's heel Asuka again. Yep. Which is awesome. Heel Asuka versus babyface badass Becky Lynch. Hey, Becky Lynch. Lynch gets to play a proper babyface in a feud. This is going to be good stuff right here, man. Honestly. Honestly, this is going to be good stuff. Although, I do want to... Can I Can I take a jab at WWE for just one moment? Sure. Thank you. Um... Maybe you know what? I'm not going to take a jab at WWE. I'm going to take a jab at Bleacher Report. <laughs> they literally had the Ross get this, okay? So I'm re- I'm reading the live results as I'm what as uh, as Monday Night Raw was occurring last night. They had the audacity to say that Charlotte Flair has had an up and down year. <laughs> she has what? had three championship reigns. She's had. Three what? championship reigns. 
What? What kind of? What kind of bad year is that? Are you out? It's, are you uh, out of your mind? <laughs> it's uh. She let me tell you something about Charlotte Flair, ladies and gentlemen. Not only do I think that she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time, which I feel like. I say as much as as Ross says about Braun Strowman needing to be pushed immediately. She she was the final two in the Royal Rumble. Okay? Mm-hmm. As was Braun Strowman, by the as way. As was Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. She was final two in the Royal Rumble. She then beat Asuka on SmackDown two weeks prior to WrestleMania in a very, very good match for the SmackDown women's title. And then she beat Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank for the SmackDown Women's Title to take, for to make Becky from Becky two belts to back to Becky one belt. And then she beat Bailey on Sunday for the Women's Title at Hell in a Cell. Correct. And she main evented WrestleMania with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. That is also correct. And she's dating Andrade. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> now, now, let me explain something to you. Okay. That company has had a history of hiring a lot of unqualified people. Yes, I understand. So if you go into it knowing that they hire unqualified people. By the way, he's talking about Bleacher Report, not WWE. It should not surprise. Actually, actually, WWE hires unqualified people all the time. This is true, but yeah. It's but pretty in, much every business. So if you go into it thinking that every business is equally as incompetent as they are competent, that shouldn't surprise you. <laughs> I'm just, it did make me laugh. All right. When I Kyrie Sane and Charlotte do this immediately. It will be awesome. You will not regret it. I agree. Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Okay. Now, I asked this question of somebody I work with here in the building. I said, Braun Strowman's working heel in this feud, is he not? Their response was? He did not know. Now, here's how I see it. Uh Braun Strowman threw someone into Tyson Fury. Correct. He then said, I was joking. I was having fun. Because you're going to get these hands. Because Braun Strowman's awesome. Push Braun Strowman immediately. There it is. Three times. So, Tyson Fury comes out and says... I just want him to apologize. And Braun Strowman comes out and says, Oh, I thought we were having a lot of fun, but I guess you're going to get these hands. It's a heel move, right? Sure is. And then, after their brawl with 11,000 tearaways, which was stupid, Mm -hmm. who walked away from that? Strowman. Kind of a heel move, is it not? Yep. All right, so I'm of the belief that if they are wrestling in Saudi Arabia... Especially since it's actually that's not true because some celebrities are the heels, aren't they? Floyd Mayweather was technically the heel, right? But he may be one of the well, I guess Ronda Rousey was technically still well. I mean, she had been wrestling in the company, but she was a heel at WrestleMania. This is true. Although Snooki was a babyface, <sighs> that's true. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I would I think the majority of celebrities end up being babyfaces. Yeah, that's true. Stephen Amell was a babyface against Cody Rhodes, even though then he turned heel and joined Bullet Club. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm under the impression Braun Strowman is working heel for this feud. More than likely, but I don't think that I don't see him getting booed in Saudi. Do people will people in Saudi cheer for the WWE guy or the MMA guy? Boxing guy. 
I'm sorry, you're correct. The boxing guy. And here's the thing. Well, the people sorry, in Saudi- I had I had I had Brock versus Cain Velasquez Kane, which, on the mind, which is another question, by the way. I'm curious who they're gonna go. Oh, ahead and- oh, Cain's babyface. Oh, I know, I know, Kane's babyface, but is he going to be babyface? Here's the um, problem. This is the problem that I have. And by the way, this might be ignorant on my behalf. So if it is and it comes out wrong, it's all right. I apologize in advance. But I'm just going to ask this question: How popular is boxing in Saudi Arabia? That's a good question. Because the type of crowd are they going to know? Are they going to know who Tyson Fury is? Because now here's the interesting thing. Because. I know we're a professional wrestling show, but because we're talking about Tyson Fury and because we're talking about Cain Velasquez, MMA and boxing have to be included in this conversation. The last time I checked, I believe Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz for the heavyweight title is taking place, I think, in Dubai in the next in the next few weeks. Am I correct in that assessment? The, the reason I bring that up is I'm assuming that if they're having that big world title match in Dubai in the Middle East, that boxing is somewhat popular there. So, but... If it is, then Tyson Fury won't have a problem getting over. But if it isn't, this might backfire completely on WWE. It's possible. You know what I mean? It's very possible. Yeah, because like the Floyd Mayweather thing completely backfired. Floyd Mayweather was supposed to be Rey Mysterio's friend and helping Rey Mysterio out, but then people booed him and cheered for Big Show at WrestleMania Well, 24. he's also a very polarizing figure and is, is one of the more hated sports figures of the last 20 years. This is true, and probably him breaking Big Show's nose, which was an accident, by the way, mm-hmm. but him breaking Big Show's nose probably didn't sit well with the WWE Universe at the time. But if you wanted segments and promos... And a brawl, even though I oh, said there were 11,000 tearaways. Rusev going off oh. on Baron Corbin and Randy Orton. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I was saving it for last. I'm sorry. You got me to care about Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. That's a win. And lest I not forget, saving the best for last, Rusev, it, it, if they thought that Rusev was not going to be a massively over babyface, and they waited this long to do it, now they know why. Yeah. So. Now the question is whether or not WWE is going to use Brazzers to go ahead and write up the storyline. Carry on. I understand that Bobby Lashley and the Lana thing is a little contrived, and it's been done before. However, kind of like where it's going. Because. You do love you some Bobby Lashley. Look, I've said this before. On several occasions. It's always been the booking by a certain company for Bobby Lashley that has the perception of Bobby Lashley as a big time performer in wrestling to be negated. Right. Everywhere he's gone, wrestling wise, that is not WWE. He succeeded. He's been treated as a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Because... If given the right motivation and given the right booking and the right storyline, Bobby Lashley can be an extremely valuable part of your roster. It's true. Now, do I think that this whole thing with Rusev could turn? Could could turn? Look, here's the thing: if you want to get heat on Bobby Lashley and you want to get sympathy on Rusev, this is one way to do it. It's 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 a it's it's a non-fail way to do that. And by the way, Lana is a very convincing woman heel. It's true. You know, this is now uh, multiple times where Alana has fallen uh, for another guy while with Rusev. I know. What the hell's Rusev? Like, what the hell's her problem with Rusev, man? Lana is uh, what uh, 
James T. would call a garden tool. Rock said the same thing. Hmm? Indeed. Damn it, CJ. Just saying. Just, you know what I have to say to that? It is the character. Close the gates, if you know what I'm saying. Just saying. All right, then. Too many innuendos on this podcast. Go ahead. Rusev as a baby face. Right. Gold. Fully on board. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Yeah. And by the way, and you can already tell that Bobby Lashley is getting major heat from the WWE universe for this. Good. This is, which is exactly the point. Good. It's fantastic. All right. Now, we've done Hell in a Cell. We have. We have done Raw. Yes. There is a draft coming up. In a matter of days. Starts on Friday, Mm -hmm. actually. SmackDown, the quote unquote A show. Not there yet, bro. Hey, some people already be like, it's the A show. Just saying. I said that it needs to be on equal footing. Look, when you have a pay-per-view in which uh, SmackDown wins the pre-show match and is not included in their wins total for the night. It was last year. It's always been the B show. I said it's going to be on equal footing now. Yeah, I don't when know. A, I'm, I'm sorry, Ross. When a TV channel pays $1 billion to distribute you, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Look, I'm sorry. I can't take a television company seriously when they spend billions of dollars to get SmackDown, but then they decide, we want Michael Cole calling our action. Sorry. I have no respect for you. You are not. You are not the sports show when you have Michael Cole as your play-by-play announcer. Okay, here, here, we, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and defend Michael Cole right now. Maybe you weren't watching the same program I was. When I heard Michael Cole and Corey Graves call SmackDown on Friday night, mm-hmm. I could already tell that Michael Cole was back to being old SmackDown Michael Cole instead of being the Michael Cole that's been on Monday Night Raw for the past 10 years. He was back to calling actual moves instead of saying oh there's a punch oh there's a throw oh you know (laughs) channeling me now sorry i had to he was back to calling things the way that michael cole used to call them and then you add in the realism and the legitimacy that is Corey graves on color commentating michael cole is the best person not named moro ronaldo for this job okay if you get to call your shots, which I'm assuming Fox got to call a lot of shots here. And by the way, you don't know whether or not Fox said, we want Cole. It may have been a Vince call saying Cole needs to be there. Okay. Let me tell you something right now. Fox asked for the Raw announce team. And they got it. Let me ask you a question. Would you like Vic Joseph and Dio Madden on SmackDown? No, I want Mauro Ronaldo on SmackDown. Well, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen. That's the sports show. You want a legitimate sports commentator on that show? Fine. For 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 SmackDown on Fox, Mauro Ronaldo. So then, otherwise, I don't take you seriously. On. No, but NXT is in the middle of a war with AEW. Why the hell would you not keep Mauro Ronaldo on? Because NXT? Mar- because they've got Jr. on the other side. Because NXT doesn't need Mauro Ronaldo. I understand that, but guess what? Jr.'s on the other side along with Excalibur and Tony Schiavone, and you need to go ahead and put the best okay. quality on the microphone on the other side, okay. Ross. Let me- that's Mauro. Okay, let me tell you something right now. Okay. NXT is not going to be AEW in the ratings. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't... Consistently, it's not going to happen. 
okay, fine. The same thing could be said about AEW not being able to beat NXT consistently in the ratings. It's going to be... A, it's going to be... Uh, okay. Okay. Over 52 weeks. Uh-huh. It's fair. A year, right? Uh-huh. I guarantee AEW will beat them in the ratings at least 75% of the time. Why? Because they right now, they are the alternative. They are going to get fans that have either been disillusioned from wrestling, they're sick of WWE, and it's on a different night that's totally aside from Raw and SmackDown. But we all know that NXT is a completely different quality product yes. from the main WWE roster. First of all, second of all, do you actually believe? I'm going to ask you this question because mm-hmm. this is one thing that I cannot believe Mr. Khan said. Shout out to Mr. Khan, but he's crazy for this one. Mm-hmm. You actually believe that the AEW roster is that much better than NXT's? You really believe that? Honestly, ask yourself that, Ross. If you actually say yes, I will think you are nuts. Okay. When you're telling me that NXT has to bring guys from their main roster down back to NXT, they're worried. Okay. I'm sorry. Chris Jericho. Okay. The most over thing in wrestling right now. Okay, that's fine. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's also one of the GOATs. Of course that's going to make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me to go ahead and put between Kenny Omega and Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano... And well, you're Matt, also, well, you're also biased against Kenny Omega. I'm not, though, but I'm not. No, because... Okay, I'm going to take off my biased hat for a moment. Mm-hmm. By the way, we need to go ahead and figure out a title for this episode because there's been a lot of arguing this evening. I know. Kenny Omega is great. I'm here to tell you that. I'm not stupid. For but, those of you that that was your first taste of Kenny Omega last week on AEW Dynamite. You're in for a ride. You're in for a ride. And you're in for the ride for a ride with the Young Bucks. And you're in for a ride with Cody and the and, and Guevara mm-hmm. and 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 uh Ortiz and Santana. All of them. I yep. get it. Oh my god, Christopher Daniels is gonna slay. My point is though, don't come and talk to me and say that NXT can't offer what they have. You've got Adam Cole. You've got Johnny Gargano. You've got Tommaso Ciampa. You've got Velveteen Dream. You've got Matt Riddle. You've got Killian Dane. You've got Pete Dunne. You've got Lorcan and Birch. And you've got Walter. And you've got all the rest of uh, of his group, which I can't even... Imperium. You've got um, the Fashion Police. All these guys can go with all the guys in All Elite. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The women's division... Don't even get me started on it. Shayna Baszler can't be touched by a single soul that works in all elite wrestling as a female. Probably right. Candice LeRae, very, very high up on my list. Well, they Bianca also, Belair okay. is incredibly athletic. And guess what? Io Shirai is the second best women's wrestler on Wednesday nights. As I said before, and as I prefaced... AEW is going to get better in the ratings. Okay. That's how, just people riding the... How many... No, no, no. Be fair. How many people stopped watching wrestling when WCW died? A lot of them. A lot of them. Okay? When WWE was the only game in town, there are wrestling fans that stayed through WCW through the very end, 2001, Okay, I joke all the time on this show about WCW 2000 and how god-awful it was. But I laugh and I enjoy it and I reference it because it's my thing and I love poking holes in the fact that it was so terrible. Right. Because they didn't care at that point. There are fans from, I can't believe I'm saying this, from almost 20 years ago. Yeah, 18 years, for sure. 
that gave up on wrestling completely. Okay, I am not saying that those fans are ever coming back because a lot of those people are in their 40s and 50s and they've moved on. Right. Okay, because 18 to 34 demographic, 20 years, that was the thing. The millennials are who it mattered to. Okay, so you're telling me, okay, and I have people that listen to this show and that were wrestling fans or are wrestling fans that were super excited about AEW. And how many times on this show did I say temper expectations? Don't get too excited about this. It's still a new product, and WWE is still the game in town, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how many times did I say that over the last six months? Every time we talked AEW, I prefaced, don't get too excited. Not saying I wasn't excited, but don't get your hopes up, because they still have to prove it to everybody. Right. How many pay-per-views have they done? Three. No, oh, I'm sorry, like five. Okay. So they've done three big ones and two smaller ones. They've had one week of television. Mm -hmm. One week. I'm here to tell you, fans that have been disillusioned by wrestling or were looking for an excuse to have an alternative now have it. They have it. And they are going to ride this out and forgive things that they screw up on because they're not WWE. Fair or not, because guess what? For the last 15 years or 20 years, there have been WWE apologists that have apologized for their product, mainly because it was the only game in town, until ROH or Impact for those few years, or New Japan for their years, or PWG, or any of these other groups that you want to, you know, all the all the promotions in Lucha Mexico, Underground, yeah. Lucha Underground, right? But at the end of the day, oh, well, even if WWE booking is so bad or whatever, it's still the top game in the town, and you're always going to come back, right? I am here to tell you now that... All the people you just mentioned, I agree that they're very talented, but I am telling you now, oh, lest I forget, I mean, I could list all the stars in AEW, but you know who they are, because they've got a pretty star-studded list, too. never said they didn't, yeah. So, I'm telling you, NXT going head-to-head with AEW, they're going to regret it. They're going to regret it. Now, for them, they probably say, well... As long as we can keep them at an arm's distance, we'll be okay. Because we still have Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw, which AEW has basically all but said they are not competing with. So AEW, mark my words, okay? AEW Dynamite is going to have a pretty good rating this week. I guarantee it will have a great rating this week. I didn't say 10 million people. I didn't say that. What I did say though is that for the time being, they are going to they are going to consistently beat NXT. And that's nothing to do with NXT being good or bad. It's the fact that they are the alternative on the other station that has not seen wrestling in 20 years. Cause that was the last big game in town was 20 years ago. And now that same channel and with a different company with different leadership that's serious about being an alternative. Right? From all the other groups I just said before, they want to prove that they're here to stay. Everything you said, I totally understand. I totally respect. And for the most part, 
I agree with. The thing that bothers me the most, Ross, this is what bothers me the most, and this isn't you, it's just human beings in general. They're basically watching AEW because it's the cool thing to do. It's like when the cool thing to do was booing John Cena and booing Roman Reigns, you know? Oh, you watch WWE? No, I'm way too cool for wait, that. Wait, wait, I watch time all out. elite wrestling. Time out, time out, time out. You yeah. don't think people are watching AEW because it's a good product? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Because I don't think the majority of fans are watching AEW because it's the cool thing to do. I think they're watching it because it's a good product. It's a good and product. And it's not but WWE. It, right, but is it that much better than NXT? No, on the contrary. I would have. T- I told you this week that NXT was better than AEW Dynamite. Okay. But, I mean, I, I, I just I feel like there are people out there that they've hated the fact that WWE bought out WCW, which isn't WWE's fault. They won the war. They were at war. They won it. Move the hell on, you know? Well, Brit- Britain moved on that. from America beating them in the American Revolution. That's a very weird reference, but okay. It's just it's the it's it's the truth. People are not upset that WCW died twenty years ago. They're upset that literally nothing else has been available for them Who's that's f- been legitimate than WWE. Is that is that World Wrestling Entertainment's fault? No, nope. I didn't say it was. Fine. What I'm saying is okay. If Coke and Pepsi had a war, mm-hmm. which they basically do, okay. But Coke and Pepsi tried to destroy each other, which they'd be stupid to do, right? right? But let's say Coke wins the war and Pepsi dies, and we have Coke, right? Mm -hmm. And then a new soft drink comes in and says, we're going to spend a bunch of money and we're going to compete with Coke, okay? There are people that have been drinking Coke for 20 years that are tired of it. There's something else. There's something else to drink. It's an alternative. I just, let's see. My thing is, let's see how AEW does for the next year. I agree. And I've said that, again, ad nauseum, I've said six months, a year, weekly television, pay-per-views, consistency, everything. And this is somebody who is genuinely excited that AEW is here. I just don't like the outlook of some people on this. That's all. that's, That's all. And maybe it's be me being biased, but at the same time, it just irks me when I hear Mr. Khan say the things that he says, when Omega says the things that he says, when Jericho says the things that he says, when Cody says the things that he says. But why wouldn't they say those things? Because if they're going to claim that they're not competition, Ross, then why? But they are. I know they're competition. I'm mm-hmm. well aware of that. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones that are saying we don't view them as competition, but we're better than them anyways. Well, shut, okay. shut up. Okay, here's, here's the difference, okay? AEW is already doing something that WCW should have done a long time ago when they were still around. WCW all of a sudden said, we want to destroy the WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. As soon as they tried to do that, they lost, they lost their focus. Right. AEW's focus is to be AEW. So in their mind, they are the wrestling product on Wednesday. See, that's where it's inaccurate because they are one of the two wrestling products on okay. Wednesdays. But again... To them, they are not competing with WWE. They are competing with themselves. Now, the WWE may see them as competition, which, by the way, they should. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, AEW should be trying to compete with themselves. That's it. Okay. Because, okay, like the Coke and Pepsi argument I made, is Pepsi competing with Coke? Sure they are. But are they really trying to compete with themselves, too? Yes. 
I get it. No, you make a good point. I'm just, again. And I hate that I've ranted about this because I've been the complete opposite for months because I've said, don't get too excited about this. But I'm here to tell you now, get hyped. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere, and it's going to be the show on Wednesday nights. And if WWE was smart, they'd take NXT off of Wednesdays. They won't. But if I hear six months from now, WWE people being surprisingly upset that NXT is not winning the ratings war against AEW, they only have themselves to blame. Watch. Yeah. Watch the program. Exactly. And I'm not saying, and by the way, you can DVR it and it counts as numbers. Mm -hmm. So just watch the prop. Like 891,000 people watch NXT. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that you couldn't record it? You know, and by the way, they put it on the network like three days later. Well, okay, in fairness, it was the debut episode. Most wrestling fans were going to watch the debut episode of Dynamite. That's not NXT's fault. No, I know. It's the fact of it's fine. that was the night. Absolutely. That's okay. all. And by the way, for the record, for those of you that are thinking that uh, Jorge and I are like mad at each other, we're not. At I'm, least I I'm, hope we're not. Uh, I'm, oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Let me tell you that, you, you, you big teddy bear. I'm just I'm irritated at the dumbasses and the, just... I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I've trolled a lot of people tonight. I've been really mean. I'm sorry. I'm not even in a bad mood. Neither am I. Actually, you know what, Ross? I'm lying. I'm in a, I'm pissed off. You're in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Uh, but probably but again, because I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the dweebs. No, probably because I've let enough stuff bother me that now I'm just like water over ducks back on a yeah, lot of well, stuff. Yeah, well, I've been too positive about things these days that at the, at some point I was gonna freaking snap. Well, guess what? The J-Man snapped! All right. Before we went on that diatribe, which is my fault because I launched into it because I got uh, I got uh, motivated because you had a couple of your own righteous rants tonight. So this is like the righteous rant show. I'm going to give you two people. You get two people okay. that need to move from Raw to SmackDown, SmackDown and two people that get to move from SmackDown to Raw. Okay. Now... Mind you, that SmackDown is going to be the sports show, right. and Raw is going to be the entertainment show. Okay. Now, you can move people to one or the other show, and they may not be a perfect fit, mm-hmm. but because of where they need to be, or if they need to grow on another show. So, in the time we have left, which is not much, right. Uh, name me your two people that need to move from Raw to SmackDown first. Um, does it have to be men and a woman? Does it have to be uh, two people? It, two people. Two people on the roster. Okay. I am going to say. And no, I'm not allowing you to pick announcers. No, no, of course not. I'm just saying because they did the weird draft where yeah. Jr. was drafted to SmackDown. Right, it was right. stupid. Um, I genuinely believe that uh, Seth Rollins needs to move over to SmackDown. Um, and I believe that who else is on Raw that really needs a freshen up? I'm going to say that you want to compete. You you want the, the, the best wrestlers on that show. Then that means AJ Styles needs to go back over to SmackDown too. So Seth Rollins and AJ Styles need to go from Raw to SmackDown. Actually, Seth Rollins and the OC because they're a faction. 
Can I say that? Okay. Since they're together. So you think they need to go to SmackDown? Because of the because of the the level of competitiveness and the level of uh, the of quality wrestling that is provided by AJ Styles, you need to have the best wrestlers over on the other side. So yeah, I'm gonna say AJ Styles and the OC bring them all bring bring them along. All right, um, because I okay, in a perfect world, you would have built the women's division up enough to where you could put Becky and Charlotte on the same show. Unfortunately, they have not done that. Which means if you just put Charlotte on the SmackDown title, you are not moving Becky to SmackDown. Correct. Probably as much as they wanted her on SmackDown, that's not going to happen. Right. Which means Alexa Bliss needs to go back to SmackDown. It's needed to happen. Now she doesn't have the tag titles. Now her and Charlotte can have a feud at some point, or at least let's hope they have another feud again. Well, they've never really had one. What I'm saying is that that needs to happen. Agreed. So Alexa Bliss needs to go from Raw to SmackDown. Now, I understand, well, they were the tag champions and she's been on SmackDown too. No, as a singles competitor, she needs to go to SmackDown. She needs to stay there. Now, I would have told you that I would have agreed with you on Seth Rollins going to SmackDown, except for the fact that he still has the Raw title. Right. However, you want to move a guy... From Raw to SmackDown. Give him a totally fresh set of wheels. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to be the sports show? Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a name that may surprise you. You need to give a fresh start to this guy. I like that. Uh, if you guys, Cesaro, Cesaro, yeah, you guys were kind of like, "What does that mean?" This guy, he was doing the thumbs in the middle. I was, yeah, I was. I, I, I you want that. you want to showcase people? Okay, let me tell you something right now. You know a match that everybody's been wanting to see, and they never gave it to us, and it pissed us off as fans. Brock Lesnar versus Cesaro. That is that is actually accurate. We never got that match, and that match would be fire. I don't even care if Cesaro loses. Because we've gotten Sheamus and Brock Lesnar before. It was at a house show, but we got it, and I'm sure it was dope. I must see that match. And if you're saying that Cesaro's kind of like a gatekeeper kind of guy on the sports show, Mm -hmm. and you want to have Cesaro get some of these other guys over, okay, for instance, I can't believe I'm saying this. I want to see Cain Velasquez and Cesaro. That'd be dope. Oh, my gosh. I put up the story yesterday. If you guys haven't seen Cain Velasquez wrestling, wrestle in Mexico, mm-hmm. that man can go for a heavyweight. In fact, list me all the main eventers on SmackDown. Would you want to see them wrestle Cesaro? The answer is yes. yes. Roman Reigns and Cesaro have had a couple of matches, and they've been fire. Oh. Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, fire. Oh. Kofi Kingston and Cesaro has also been fire. Yes. Yeah. So those Big are my- e and Cesaro, Get out of here. So those are my two picks to go from Raw okay. to SmackDown. All right, now from SmackDown to Raw because of because again, SmackDown is more the sports centric show and Raw is becoming the more entertainment show. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and say I read this very interestingly on a website which I called out earlier this evening, um, and they actually said that Elias would probably be a good pick to go back from SmackDown to Raw. I'm going to agree with that actually because 
as great as Elias is, and he is fantastic, he's more of an entertainment act than he is physically a wrestler, even though he can really go in the ring. But because he still has the guitar, because he still sings his promos and things of that nature, I think that would fit better on Raw than it would on SmackDown. And I think also... I think Carmella should move over from, ah, nope, nope, that can't happen. That can't happen because it goes against everything I believe in. Just the same way that I think that Becky and and Rollins need to go ahead and stay, and everybody needs to stay, Carmella needs to stay on SmackDown because Corey Graves is on SmackDown now. So I guess I can't say that anymore. So I'm going to move on, and I'm going to go ahead and say, not because of an entertainment aspect, but because we need a big name on this show. I think Daniel Bryan needs to move over back from SmackDown to Raw. I know this is going to be hard to believe. I a thousand percent agree with you on both of them. Elias, somehow, some way, we need him to be a force on Monday Night Raw. What I mean by that is, I need the guy that I voted as the best character in WWE to be the best character in WWE. And he will only be able to do that and showcase his talents as a performer, as a character, and as a wrestler on Monday Night Raw. You did say he was the best character in WWE last year. I did. Yep, we were sitting and, in my living room. And now, if they if they do this, I will actually be happy. I understand that Daniel Bryan is a world-class wrestler. World-class. Yeah. One of the best. Absolutely. The feud between him and AJ Styles, I said, that's number one and number two. Yep. I said that. Mm -hmm. I probably still believe that. When you need a big-name talent, hopefully he would turn heel again on Monday Night Raw to be a entertainment. I know. It's horrible that I'm calling Daniel Bryan an entertainment guy. He would slap you for saying that to his face. But hear me out, though. No, I know. Okay. If you are making this the entertainment show and the sports show, you can't just have all the bad wrestlers on Raw. No, no, I know that. You have to have extremely good talent on Raw. You sure do. Because essentially what you're doing is, okay, you are putting yourself in a position where the entertainment show is longer than the sports show. And not to mention, Raw is three hours, whereas SmackDown is That's what I just said. The entertainment show, which is Raw, is three hours, and the sports show SmackDown is two hours. You're inherently saying the entertainment show is longer. You have to keep me entertained for longer. Daniel Bryan is a perfect addition for Monday Night Raw. He needs to go back there and be near the top as a main eventer of Monday Night Raw. Yes. Because the problem, the things that that's going to happen is Roman Reigns isn't moving. He's not going. No, to, he's he not is, going back to Raw. No, especially when I mean he's he's been. Look, I understand Brock Lesnar's the champion right now. I understand Kofi Kingston's been the flagship of SmackDown. I understand that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were holding that brand afloat for a long time. Roman Reigns is the face of SmackDown. He is. I don't care if you don't like Roman Reigns. He's the face. Of that brand. I would even say he's probably the face of the company. The point is... He's still the face of the company, yeah. Where, whichever show Roman Reigns is on, that's the show they want to take the most seriously. Yeah. 
You don't think they moved him from Raw to SmackDown months before they went to Fox for a reason? They did. They also wanted to keep him separate from Seth Rollins, but yeah. Yes. And by the way, for those of you that don't think Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns isn't happening again, you're probably wrong. I know. It's a scary thought for some people. It is. Because, I mean, Roman finally beat him. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know why. I know. You know? I know. I don't know. But it's Vince. Yeah. And they're going to go back to that well. And plus, you know, Roman has to go ahead and overcome everything and become champion once more. Which is true. Which is great. Would be a great story. It's going to happen. The man. The man is getting over cancer. Of course, it would be a great story. Hmm? But yeah, no, I agree. I'm glad that you agree with me on the Daniel Bryan situation. I'm sorry for completely repeating what you had no, just said. Don't I was, apologize. I was trying to go ahead and I know put it into words that actually made sense. It's the same feeling I get when I'm so confident that I have a stat right, and you're just like, "No, Ross, that's wrong." <laughs> now you know how that feels. I know. I feel at like some level. I'm sorry. I was not trying to be a prick. I'm well aware. Even though I come off that way sometimes. This was a very heated episode in which we did a pay-per-view review show. Mm-hmm. We went over Raw, and we just did a brief draft. I will tell you, I hope, I pray to the sweet Lord above that this draft actually has consequences and actually has substance and actually separates the shows. I think it will. I really genuinely However, they've proven time and time and time again. But, But I feel, I feel this. Fox is taking SmackDown seriously. I hope they do. Yeah. And I, and guess what? I hope you're right. Yeah. Because I think what I've decided is I've decided if I have very little expectations of a show, yeah. it's probably going to be good. Okay. I had zero expectations of Raw. It was a really good Raw. Right. It wasn't the best Raw of the year by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, it was better than the pay-per-view, and that's a low bar. But you know what? I didn't have all these grandiose ideas. Because guess what? As a wrestling fan of 20 plus years, longer than that, right? Mm. There are certain things that I know I have un- I have these wild expectations as a wrestling fan that I know are never going to happen all the time. Right. So if I just accept certain things and enjoy the product at certain levels... I'm going to be a much happier person. So is the Saudi show going to be very weird and a glorified house show with probably some very weird endings to it? Sure. I'll watch it and I'll move on with my life. Watch Drew McIntyre come back and win a match and be like, oh, with this win, I re- I invoke my clause to bring back Shane McMahon to WWE television. That would be amazing. <laughs> That would be amazing. See? Storyline, continuity. That would be awesome. And of course, that would mean that Shane McMahon wins once again in Saudi. <laughs> hey, continuity. Makes all the sense of the he's world. The, he's undefeated in Saudi Arabia. Because he's the best in the world, or at least in Saudi Arabia. I was going to say, is, is Kevin Owens the best in the world now? Do we have an, No, because he beat him once. Twice. Okay. Beat him twice. Whatever. He didn't win the trophy. <laughs> trophy had to be on the line. <laughs> the trophy had to be dangling above the ring. That would be great. Plus, uh, Shane McMahon beat Roman Reigns. And The Miz. Yes. By the way, uh, I'm now convinced there needs to be a stable of guys that have pinned Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to have, like, Shane McMahon, Rowan. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> Who else has beaten Dan? Well, I mean, Brock, obviously. Well, Brock, yeah, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be in the same. Technically, stable. Seth Rollins pinned him. Seth Rollins has not technically pinned him. <laughs> Seth Rollins has flat out pinned him on a several occasions. Well, I'm saying he cashed in at WrestleMania 31. Yeah, but he's also beat him clean on other occasions. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> it, was, it was a very poorly timed who else, joke. Who else, who else is? Samoa Joe? Wow. All right, so maybe that stable's way way bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, Miz? Yeah. <laughs> There you go. The Miz. Right, he beat him for the IC title. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sheamus, when he comes back, of course. Braun freaking Strowman. Amazing. I can't Sheamus do it one more time. Reigns, anyway, the point is that uh, the show was long. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Next week's show. Should be back to its normal time length. Is going to be pretty much the normal thing for this show. I'm really looking forward to getting back into the normalcy of things. Well, I mean, we had a couple crazy weeks plus schedule changes. Yeah. So again, as a recap, um, this is the normal night that we're going to do this. It's going to drop on a Wednesday. So you will see the recap of basically the week that happened. Mm-hmm. So you'll listen to this show. You would have already seen Monday Night Raw for this week. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get to enjoy AEW Dynamite yep. and NXT and SmackDown. And Impact, mm-hmm. and then Raw. By the way, you know what? I'll, I'll leave you on this. You know how I know that Fox is taking F- SmackDown seriously? If they leave SmackDown on Fox during a time, d- during one of the ALCS games. Like if the ALCS and Fox are airing at the same time, that the ALCS airs on FS1 and SmackDown stays on Fox. That's how I'll know that Fox is taking SmackDown seriously. I can almost guarantee you that would happen anyway. No, not necessarily. Well, yeah, kind of. No, yes, it will. Yeah, because they've been airing the ALCS on FS1. So, let's see here. Let me do a quick thing here. By the way, the Rays did win. Oh, I'm well aware. So, they forced a Game 5. Fuego Cinco. So, Thursday will be Game Mm 5. I assume the ALCS would not start until Saturday. The ALCS starts Saturday. The NLCS starts on Monday. Oh, okay. Friday. Excuse me. What? So wrong with me? Saturday, Sunday, travel day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, travel day Thursday. Thursday. Friday would be game Friday six. Friday would be game five. Game five? Game five. Saturday, Sunday, travel Monday, but they, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. travel day Thursday. No, no. Because it's game five. No, no. Baseball does the 2-3-2. Two, two. Not like the NBA where they do 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. That's stupid. They've always done it. That's stupid. I'm, that favors the road team. That's stupid. Thank God the NBA Finals changed that. Checking this out immediately. Ross, do I need to remind you of the 2017 World Series? I know that that's not something you like to talk about. It's stupid is what it is. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm Talk to, Mom, okay. to Rob Manfred. Okay, if you win 110 games and I win 109 games. I agree. I get three games in a row in my building. That's stupid. Why are you getting mad at me? Because it's stupid. But it's what baseball has it set up at. Just like the I'm not you know, I'm not gonna do it. Sorry. I was gonna do it. I was such a dick for all of us doing it. What? I was gonna go ahead and talk about the electoral conversation uh, electoral conversation. Oh no. Don't day. worry. <laughs> I didn't look like a jackass that I'm night. Well aware. I'm not saying you did. But I'm just saying, baseball has it set up to be 2-3-2 for the CSs and for the World Series. Okay, so it would be game six. Right. Yeah, hopefully that series is over by then. With the Yankees beating the Astros. Absolutely the not. 
you want the Astros in the World Series so you can beat them again. No, I don't. So you can finally actually. beat them. No. If the uh if the Dodgers lose tomorrow night, I'm I'm done with baseball for the year. I'm not watching. Period. Done. If the Dodgers do make it to the World Series, who do you want who do you think the best World Series matchup, not for the Dodgers, but just overall would be? Oh, clearly Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it. For That's gonna this do it episode. for the Double Turn <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Quickly, the hold uh, on, man. Give, the, give it too sweet, me brother. I love you, man. Uh, haven't done, haven't too sweeted in a while on this show. So it's the Double Turn Podcast on Instagram. One and only JMN nineteen. Ross the Robots eighty five. You can also check me out at Boss Ross TDT on Twitter. That's gonna do it for this edition. Of the Double Turn Podcast. For the J-Man, I'm Boss Ross, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace.